As soon as it opens up, are you going to go hit the clubs or no? Fuck, dude. Fuck hitting anything up right now. There's absolutely nothing that even when this ends, I'll be hitting up until, until shit changes, all right? I have to be honest with you guys. When anything ever, just, nah, stay, just stay, away from it. stay away from it. Because this second wave, this second wave is going to hit different. Just watch. <laughs> it's going to hit different. Welcome to an episode of the official NBA Beancast. I am your main host, Toma, aka Young Toma. <laughs> main host, aka Commissioner of the Big Bowl of Fantasy League, reporting to you. AKA Russell Westbrook is the carcass of Smush Park ahead of us. Yeah, just yes, it is me. It is joined by some of my nearest and dearest fantasy friends please introduce yourselves <laughs> all right so as usual <laughs> we got Quran, bill and prad and we are back oh for my another God. edition of the official nba being cast hopefully and the final lockdown edition and as you've heard is. we've got our commissioner thomas yeah, so I, I, look, I, I'll keep it real with you guys. And I think the listeners here, look, I, I'm not your actual main host. I've never been your main host, all right? That was totally for <laughs> effect. I feel, like, I feel sorry for the listeners <laughs> thinking, holy shit, this whole time I've actually missed out who the main host. No, I, I'm, I'm kidding, guys. I'm just featuring. I'm just featuring. <laughs> no, and no. It's, it's, it's been something that, that's essentially been going on for too long. And um, I don't know if I explicitly said this to you guys. I feel like I did, but... You know, I said that, you know, I'd really want to feature on this pod when you guys are really struggling, like struggling for viewership. Although I guess in this case, listenership, because I know, I know the content and, and the absolute BS that's, that come out of my, out of my mouth would be essentially, would generate such, would generate such, such heat and ferocity. This is hot. Essentially spike, spike the viewership at any given time. So yeah, this I'm, is- happy, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm finally here. It was much needed. Hey Tomo, no, we got we got listeners out in Serbia, bro. Serbia, bro, we're getting large. Ireland, that's where it's at, bro. bro yeah, we we balling, we balling, but we we'll Melbourne's getting out. We appreciate you coming on. We we got plenty to talk about today. Um, you probably familiar with the criteria of how we uh, we get through these episodes at the moment because Absolutely. obviously there's no games on. Absolutely, yeah, so yep. I think I hope Praddy's got some good trivia. So, yeah, so just before we just before we jump into things, guys, we are on just about all social media on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook doesn't matter anymore. And YouTube is very slowly coming along. So hit us up on any of those at NBA Beancast. And the next thing is you can follow Tom at, at Young Toma. There he is. On Facts. I'll, I'll, I'll plug myself at the end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jacob, cue that copyrighted Charlie Proof song that we can't actually play because, guys, we have finally, after 10 grueling weeks of no basketball, and it's still continuing, reached the last grading episode. Sad congratulations all around, guys. Good job. Um, What that means for you listeners is that we have gradings on literally every NBA team season. Listen to them. Seriously, they are good. (laughs) Um, The Toronto Raptors edition. No, no, no. You can skip that. Um, (laughs) Now, all right. Jumping right into uh, weekly trivia. All right. This one, look, um, it's been been tough to find one, but uh, this one's pretty simple. Pretty like there's some names that you might miss over, but uh, we'll go with, there are 10, exactly 10 players in NBA history who have won the defensive player of the year award two or more times. Can you name them all? Oh, you know what's funny, right? The, so this is the other day, right? Me and Kaz were talking about like MVPs 
And it's like, was it the top nine have won 33, Kaz? No, top eight, top eight. Top eight, yeah. And then, sorry, I was thinking, I was like, oh, I wonder about this for Depoy. Oh, no. I think think me and Kaz, I can't remember if we briefly discussed it or not, but either way, I thought about it. So I've I've got a few that I've got. got I got a few as well. All right, I'll open up with. I'll, let's go from recent. Let's let's start from like from recent. Yeah. All right, easy. Um, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Most recent. Yeah. Yep. 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 And then Kawhi, the entire Kawhi, NBA. Kawhi. Yep. yep. Easy. Um. P twelve. No, no, not Tyson. Didn't Dwight. Chandler? I thought Chandler won. No, nah, he won. No, nah, he only won it once. Yep. Just Tom, what did you say? I said Dwight before that. Yeah, Dwight. Good yeah. Stuff. Right, we got, uh, before that would be um, think Wallace. At, would be Wallace. At, yeah, Ben yeah, Wallace, ben big Ben. Wallace, we're at 05, so now now we at Ben Wallace won his first so one far. in two thousand one. Got four so far. Uh, Alonzo Mourning. Duncan win multiple, multiple. Duncan? Nah, nah. Duncan never actually won. Oh, that's no, true. That's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, he's, he made a um, Alonzo Mourning. Give me Alonzo Mourning. Zuri. Yeah, yeah. And um, Dikembe. Dikembe. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's the end yeah so where are we um, at? like the we're at, you're at six right now you're at six mid-90s and Hakeem. yeah mid 90s Hakeem yeah Keem yeah yeah um, this guy's been in the news a lot recently Dennis Rodman yeah. Dennis Rodman that's it there's two more left Sydney Moncrief oh, man. yeah sorry uh, Sydney Moncrief yeah there's one uh, more there's one more and third season this guy blocked 456 shots and averaged 5.56 blocks a game 5.5 blocks in his third season. Mark Eaton. Mark Eaton. Mark Eaton. Kaz got it. Wow. No, yeah. that, that dude oh, is the dude. answer to a trivia question straight up. <laughs> That's it. He is, man. He is, bro. Uh, that was a fun one. That I was know a fun one. nothing about him and except that guys, he is white and has averaged five blocks in a season. <laughs> oh, and uh, Draymond Green in my heart. <laughs> hey, d- bro. He's a good player. Uh, He's a good player. Yeah, Draymond, I think Draymond is a his own worst enemy because of his mouth. He uh, he's actually very good. It's just he he's also quite stupid with his words. As he's, as I said before, Draymond, just shut up. Yeah, just shut up. <laughs> the the best right. the best description I, of Draymond, I reckon, is that he is a lot better than most people think, but he's only about half as good as he thinks he is. Yeah, I agree. That's a good point. Yeah. Oh uh, no, he thinks he's better than Charles Barkley, so he's got to be worse than half. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I'm gonna take that. All right. As I mentioned, anyways, I found a uh, one singular interesting uh, trivia, trivial piece of information to use for this edition of the Beancast. Can any of you name the most winningest player in NBA history over a 500 game span? It's Leonard. I think it's Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, it's Kawhi. It's Kawhi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw that stat. I saw Bro, his record... It's 75%, yeah? Yeah, in 500 games, 390 wins, 128 losses. Like, a lot... of insane. Has Kawhi been on a bad team? Uh, no. 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 (laughs) I mean... (laughs) The worst team has been... The worst team has been on is this LA Clippers team because it has Paul George on it. The worst team he's been on is the uh, 2013 San Antonio Spurs, specifically the last two minutes of Game 6 in the NBA Finals and the following Game 7. Apart from that, he's been on very good teams. 
Oh no! What about the Spurs team where he only played eight? That that would have probably been the worst team he played on. The one where he only played like eight games before he just shut well, down. Well, because he played on that team and they still made the playoffs. Yeah, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The year he got okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he played. He played. He played yeah, nine games that season. Yeah, I guess yeah. he played for that, that team. That probably but, like, would have been the worst really... team that he's played for. But I mean, they the still made the playoffs. Very good. The man, yeah. just like. He pisses excellence. Like he's, he's very good, <laughs> and he's also been on very good excellence. He's been very he's lucky. Incredible. He's been very lucky as well, though. You reckon? Yes. Yeah, he, he, yeah, Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Wow. Well, I, mean, I mean, okay. He also, you the know, the Spurs traded him to a top hurt team. Himself. Okay, the Spurs traded okay, him to a top yeah. team. He was drafted onto a top team, and then he could pick another top team. But not too many players also, get this luxury. He's, He's improved also been a lot. Very unfortunate of being good friends with Paul George. Isn't yeah, that's like true. A lot of isn't that a lot of that because of his own like established dominance, right? Like someone like KD, KD was also able to do that. He was able to go join you know the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie, uh, Kyrie Irving, yeah, no, because agree. he's established that. Like yeah. you know, I mean, okay, yeah, look, I, yeah. he he did. Yeah, most players do get to pick their own free agent destination, but then not too many players have the clout to bring a player Paul, of yeah. Paul George's reputation to the team. And also, he was he definitely was lucky to get traded to the Raptors and they were a top team even before he joined. And then yeah, yeah. obviously the Spurs, that that just goes without saying. But no, full credit to yeah. Kawhi. He's probably the most improved player I can ima- like remember of recent times, except maybe like Jimmy Butler. Yeah, he was very raw. Coming in Kawhi, like he was, he was a good. He's always been a good defender, but he, you know, the man wasn't a a big scoring threat until it, like it took a it took a while. But now after the uh, the Miami Heat, uh, after he, the he and the Spurs beat the Miami Heat in the finals, I think that's when he really started taking it on. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he was. He was a lot better. Um, following on from that. Um, and now like even even at the Clippers, he's he's insane. Like he's. I mean, I know the MJ docos out now, and like, man, the the hand, like, you can just tell Kawhi just like the stories have to be true that he just sits there watching MJ videos, <laughs> like just the handles, and obviously he doesn't have like Jordan's springs, but like the handles and like that mid range, bro. He also likes to attack out of very similar spots to what Jordan yeah, used to. Yeah, yeah. It's just, he, oh man, it's just more fun watching MJ. Oh, but it, it's like watching late career MJ more than um. Yeah, the without the explosive. Yeah, yeah. He, he I mean, Kawhi still never had this down a few dunks and that, but he don't have that ridiculous vertical. No, he's yeah. like a he's like a much less athletic Jordan that likes to attack from very similar spots on you know on offense. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, good good point. Not not many players are as athletic as MJ, but yeah. All right, now we need Russ, to get to yeah. the team breakdowns. Yeah, now, this so week, yeah. guys, our we've final got, three teams. Yeah, and now I know we've had some fairly raggedy teams in the past, like the the Pacers and the Timberwolves. Well, we got a good one this week. We've got the Pelicans, we've got the Mavericks, and we've got Bill's Bucks. So, who wants the to Milwaukee Bucks? They're finally here. Um, I'll get us started with the uh, Mavericks. Um, yes. Yeah. So, like for me, the, the successes for the Dallas Mavericks in terms of this season started before this season and go back to last season, even when they, number one, when they got Chris Tapsporzingis dealing away Dennis Smith Jr. and DeAndre Jordan, as well as dumping off Harrison Barnes completely. Like the, that, that, those set, that set of moves was possibly like 
just, just like the best leeway into this season to you know really give Luka Doncic the driving the steering wheel completely for this uh, for this franchise. Um, if you want, if you want to show someone how to run an offseason just right, like not chancing on a superstar like LA or Brooklyn, this is how you do it. They kept all the good pieces from last year and got rid of all the bad ones. In fact, their only failing is probably Courtney Lee, who's on a four-year and forty-eight million dollar contract and, do- and doesn't play at all. But I mean, <laughs> like the, this this team has you know Porzingis. Obviously, the big man Luca, but apart from those two, they've got you know Tim Hardaway Jr. is putting up you know 15 points a game on pretty good shooting, um, and they've they've managed to pick up a lot of uh, they've kept a lot of their good guys. Like I said, like Jalen Brunson, um, you know they've got uh, who was it? It was um, Seth Curry that they managed to get on the stupidly cheap deal for what he's worth now. Yes, obviously, that's, that's you know, an excellent pickup. Yeah, the the better Curry, as they say. <laughs> Shooting forty five percent from uh, don't forty five percent. Don't forget the LeBron Slayer, JJ Barrett. Do not forget that. JJ Barrett. Tell me you didn't forget that. <laughs> that man does not age. I didn't even have to. Thirty five still going that. strong. This is why we got Tom on. <laughs> yeah, had to be done. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like they, they, and then uh, like they also have other great players like Dwight Powell and, you know, Maxi, uh, your favorite player, guys, Maximilian Maxi. Kleber. Maximum. Oh hey, don't forget Delon Wright, Dorian Finney Smith Jr. They've got a lot of good Dorian's players. Good man. I like him. I like the, yeah, I like I, the I Mavs like the and Mavs. I like their prospects going forward because yeah. they've got a good big man in Chris Tapps Porzingis who is that. The pretty much exactly the type of big man that you want in the modern NBA. He can shoot. He can sort of grab. He can he can get boards. He's not a terrible rebounder, and he's a really good rim protector and shot blocker. That's pretty much exactly what you want. He is not a liability on either end of the floor. He can space the floor, and he can protect the rim. Yeah. And then you've got Luca, who is I think going to be a generational type player. He does need to improve some of his shot selection he does jack up a lot of unnecessary silly three-pointers but he is still an elite player overall and i think that the sky is the limit for luca what's crazy to me is that like somehow after seeing the uh rookie year that luca had the expectations before this team the best case scenario that a lot of uh you know these sports analysis websites were putting up is just making the playoffs just making the playoffs. And I mean, all things considered, that seems really damn low because they got Chris Saps, Luca, and they got a whole bunch of other guys who are really solid. No, I think um, you, I think you need to realize that going into the season, people didn't actually expect that much from Porzingis because he's coming off a fairly serious injury. Luca's only in his second year. I mean, it's fair enough. Well, it's fair enough, but you also have to consider that just with Luca on his rookie year, okay, they were Still fighting for uh, for a playoff spot. Still fighting yeah, for a playoff spot. And you know they they didn't have they didn't have Chris Stapps last year, and they did that. So I'll, even without him, they should be a fairly competitive team. I mean, DeAndre Jordan barely did it. Like was just a big man for that team last season. With Luca doing more, and your team ba- like basically being the same as last season, I don't see why they were saying that this team couldn't at least improve to a like six seed. Oh, I don't know because again, probably well, I don't KP think was KP was coming off a big injury. Like exactly, he, he didn't play at all last year. Um, 
the obviously the Tim Hardaway fit, like he'd sort of been bouncing around a bit um, when they picked him up, but then obviously he's he's been quite a good well, third option. He he sort of came with he he came with Chris Stapps, and not too many people expected this kind of jump out of Luca as well. We did. I mean. Uh, <laughs> no, we, we uh, expected a jump, but I wasn't expecting him to be like 20, 29, 8. When it comes to Luca, I nine. mean, unbelievable. I can, I, I can use the hip hop language too. His numbers are clapped, as they say. Oh, I mean, he's, the man's averaging 28.7 points a game, 9.3 rebounds and 8.7 assists. I've said it before and I'll say it again. The belief or the, 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 whatever they say that second year players shouldn't win rookie of the year is absolute bullshit. I mean, Pratt, it's pretty hard to win rookie of the year in your second season. I think you mean most improved, right? Yeah. I, I was Sorry. I was uh, that one. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I even wrote rookie of the year in my notes. Oh man. Uh, um, no, well, second year players should be able to win it since Ben Simmons was too. <laughs> nah, look, his numbers are crazy. He, he should be getting most improved, but I mean, I don't know why people just like completely gloss over him. But I'll even go look. We'll go one up. It's 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 genuine MVP consideration. It's it's beyond yeah. MVP. It's it's it really is. Yeah, I, exactly. Without 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 question. Yeah, I guess the thing is that he he obviously has been the player that has improved the most from last season to this season. But it, I, I guess, it does kind of seem a little bit moot when the dude's probably more and closer to being in contention for MVP than not. Well. You got to remember, Steph Curry was, I think, third in most improved contention the second year he won MVP. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, no, like it's a. I agree. I mean, Luke is Luke is amazing, man. He, he definitely should be in the the MVP um, consideration. I know the the Mavs. I think are down to seventh now. Yeah, so I mean, probably like forfeits his chances. But I don't think we heard enough smoke for Luca prior to their them sort of dropping off like just slightly off the pace of that where did they peak I mean, um, third in the west the, it, like it third goes in the west right yeah, they were they were doing really well yeah yeah and that's what's crazy to me is because the season starts and you know Chris Stapps and Luca who are one of the doers that so many like I, I get that Chris Stapps was you know expected to do worse but they were that was still a doer that many people were pretty hyped for and it wasn't as good as people thought it would it could be um you know he was still putting up decent numbers and the team was like yeah like you guys said third in the west so but you know there was a step further everyone knew they could go yeah KP took a while to get, get you know what again Despite that, that was the number one offensive ranked team in the league. It still is the entire season. And and Luca's driving all of that. And like Tom said, he's still not considered MVP. Bam Adebayo was considered a higher ranked MVP than Luca. Yeah, I don't I don't know what what happens with the the ESPN or whatever rankings that they release with these. I'll um, tell you what happens. They need to get clicks. Yeah, it's that's it's all it whack. is. Yeah, it's whack. It's all it is. People see it and they go, "Oh wow, Luca's below Bam out of bio," and then everyone ha- and then, then everyone has to have a look. Yeah, I agree. Then you know what? Has to have a look. That's as worse as a group of small podcasters saying they got PewDiePie on their podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> hey, well. Had nothing to do with that. Yeah, we wash our hands of that no, one. I agree. I like the the construction of this Mavs team because, as you said, Pratty, that they have essentially given the full reins to Luca. Um, and then obviously now that they've they've given themselves time to see. Um, like how Luca and Porzingis are going to work together, and, and obviously it's it's going to work because of the way they both play. 
Um, and I do agree with Kaz as well that Luca probably like Luca is very smart. Like his basketball IQ is very high. It's more just his um, his shot selection. Like he he obviously can make those crazy step back threes and everything. But I think the more he he plays, he, he'll realize that he is more than good enough at you know attacking the paint and penetrating and, and finishing at the ring. He's more than good enough at that. Um, and I don't think he needs to be the kind of player that takes sort of eight or nine threes a game. Um, I, th- I I actually think Luca needs to make more of an attempt to run the offense at times because I think he does take a lot of threes, like a lot of very heavily contested threes too early in the shot clock. And I think while the Mavericks have probably been the best offense in the NBA, they have the highest offensive rating, um, I think that is to the detriment of the team at times. Yeah, no, I agree. I, yeah, I don't think he needs to be that, um, like that, like he's obviously capable of scoring, you know, 30, 30 PPGs. Um, but I think the best Luke is going to be the, the one running the offense, not just, um, taking a whole bunch of shots. The one averaging a LeBron 27, well, seven and seven. Well, I, so I was thinking about it and I think he'll fall somewhere between LeBron and Harden in terms of what he actually does. Like, because he, he plays slow as well, like them too. But then also he, he's a, far superior I think already than Harden at um, playmaking a lot of Harden's game comes from just drawing a double team and, and you know throwing the ball around because Houston have such well, shooters everywhere if you're and talking Harden you can't deny that he's amazing at the pick and roll he is oh, um, no, no, yeah, exactly he's well. pick and roll and wizard he, yeah and he's got that so, and, the, and then obviously Luca's got um, KP for the pick and roll but I think Luca's a lot better at um, running plays as well. Um, like, nothing against Harden. He, he's obviously incredible, but I think Luke is a, ahead of him um, in terms of that. And then I think... Yeah, Luca like can make a lot more advanced reads than Harden can yeah, in the offense. Where, yeah, and that's where I think he's going to be similar with LeBron, where we're seeing, like, yeah, he can score, you know, 25 a game as well, but he when he's at his best, he's, he's you know, getting those, you know, nine or ten assists a game as well. And I think we'll see that with Luca. And we'll probably see his his points like output sort of dip slightly. I think he'll still score a whole bunch just because like same as same as LeBron and Harden, he's just good enough to. Um, but then I think for the benefit of the team, he will have to definitely tone back those janky yeah. step backs every every five. <laughs> what I think will be really interesting to watch. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I, I, I actually wanted Tom's input on this. Tom, do you reckon that? Um, Luca has the same ability or has displayed the same ability that LeBron did at an early age to impose his will on the game. Absolutely. But look, it's because look, the difference between the two, of course, is the fact that LeBron had the physical dominance. Um he had, he had the, the freak the freak genetics, the freak athleticism. Look, watching watching Luca watching Luca is genuinely watching like a it's scary that he's only like just 20 years old now, but the, the way he's conducting himself on the court, there's, there's, there's of course a high level of basketball IQ. There's a level, like he's so smart, composed, um, you know, very, like very high, like IQ guy. Um, I can only think how much better he's going to get at, at, at this, like just in general. Um, it's truly scary. Nah, it is. Think, think about it like this. Like, watching, watching, watching what he's doing at this age. The has he even turned 21 yet? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. No, he's 20. He's 20. He's 20. Exactly. He's right. He's 20. He's 15. I, I also, it also can't be understated. It also can't be understated. You know, those, those six years of, of playing pro ball in Europe. Um, yeah. It can't be understated how much that did for him. I, I, look, I, I'll admit that the six years of pro ball, of course, got him to the play that he is today. Um, but of course, 
there's also that immense sound that he had from the beginning. Um, there's certain players that, you know, if, even if you threw them in, um, you know, 10 years before they were to play in the NBA, they still wouldn't crack it. They still wouldn't be able to find a way to really play. But um, Luke, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's with these one, one particular player that has had the immense sound from the beginning. And those six years of, of playing professional ball has really helped him and molded into the play that we see today. I, I just, I, I'm struggling to fathom what we're going to see now in five years and six years when he's in his mid twenties, reaching his physical peak. How much yeah, better we're going to see? I, I really don't know, and that's what I'm interested to see with him. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you because he, he is like like obviously when LeBron came in, it was like he, he could fucking bully anyone, which is ridiculous when you think about at like, the age like, of 18 years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luca comes in and like it essentially dominates as much, if not more, on on mostly skill. Like it's skill, it's skill based, hundred percent. Yeah, he he is getting fairly strong. Like now, he actually can like you know bully people down low. He is he is getting that aspect of his game, but to be like so much more skillful than everyone else on the court and like and nearly in the entire league already at at age 20 is it's honestly i'm with you tom it's a scary prospect for the rest of the league to think of what this guy can become like it, it truly is like i don't i don't know if there is a limit for this guy like i i, I can't think of anybody that's ever been close to the level luka Doncic is at at age 20 um and his output and what he's capable of um as a, on a skill besides LeBron James, well, f- physically, I think there's a big difference though between in terms of skill. Like, I think that requires a lot more because you don't just get that. Like, he he's learned that. Um, yeah, but, I, of I don't know. yeah, but then, it's, it's but then, yep. just just yeah. on that though, couldn't you make an argument that it's easier to top out your skill than your physical attributes? Ooh. Or wouldn't that wouldn't that imply that Luca potentially has a lower ceiling than? Obviously, LeBron is a top three player all time. Well, yeah. but then wouldn't it potentially? Yeah, it can go either way. I think for especially the, this upper like echelon, it's it's really hard to say. Like, because obviously Luca, you know, he can get stronger. He'll he'll worry like you know he'll he'll take care of himself. He'll he'll um you know like he'll have the wear and tear. Um, I think he'll get well looked after by the Mavs, um, and obviously with the you know the increased um, physicality that he gets going forward, um, I don't know. I think he has a higher ceiling. I think he's already shown that. Like it's and I think dead set is crazy. I agree with. I'm scared. Something that Tom said as well, talking about the European League, because you know Luca plays slow, but he's not. He's not really. It's not like he's struggling to push the pace. It's that he's got total control over the game. Yep. And this is yeah. incredibly this is incredibly rare for most NBA players. And Luca's like the players that can do it are the all-time greats. And Luca is 20 years old. Yeah. I think I this yeah. is where I I I think this is where the 6 years of professional ball that he played in Europe has really helped because the European games a lot like it's a lot more technical than the NBA. The the game is a, on a X's and O's level. It's much more complex, and Luca's learned how to run those offenses at an incredibly high level, and he's learned how to read the game at an incredibly high level already. It can't be understated. It absolutely cannot be understated. Yeah. Do you think that, that this could potentially be a route for more top players, or do you think there could be a bigger pipeline of talent coming through Europe going forward? Do you mean like specifically Europe or like just yeah, like uh, international example, talent like, in general? Like yeah, like as in uh, Rui Hachimura, like, like professional competitions, like not the NCAA. 
No, I mean specifically Europe because the European game is probably, in terms of the the tactics involved, is probably the most complex, like by far. My man Denny Avdia out there, shout out top top five pick this year. Um, <laughs> mm. I don't know because there's a lot going on, obviously, with the NCAA and and not paying players, and a lot of former players are sort of stepping out now. So I think in this, I think the NCAA will eventually have no choice but to, um, you know, go to some sort of system where they will have to pay players but I think no, that that's gone that, through think, I'm pretty sure but that's that's actually gone yeah, through that's I'm pretty actually sure NCAA has actually approved the like that players can earn um they actually can earn off the likeness now that's that's actually gone through okay yeah okay off their likeness but not off they're not actually getting paid to play that's like, no, 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 well like when uh, that's going to be so many people taking pictures of them or anything like yeah, that they're going to be yeah know. you know but I, I still think until they're actually getting paid to play like i'm not talking this um getting paid to you know you can actually sign deals now with yeah, you can. Yep, and yep, yep, yep. i think until the ncaa gets to a point where they're actually paying these guys for playing um Especially, you know, last year when we had that Duke NC North Carolina game where, like, you know, Barack Obama attended and shit. Like, imagine not getting money for that as a player. <laughs> as Kaz has just said, why can't they just go to Europe and make a whole bunch more? Um, like, especially, like, n- like you've got to remember, these guys are professional athletes. Like, their time in the league and to actually generate money is not that big. And so it, it, when you're a young kid, it's like, well, why wouldn't I go and play in Europe and, and, you know, make, you know, five, 10 million a year or whatever, instead of going to, you know, college in, in America. I think that, I truly think that we, we will be likely to see um, more, maybe not Europe specifically, as you asked, because I know I'm not sort of nailing it on the head, but I think we, we are seeing even at the moment more um, NBA like talent um, sort of diversifying before they get to the NBA, but that's sort of more due to the NCAA, not a development thing. Um, Mm. I don't know if if many of them will opt for that for their development. I think that's sort of more like selective in in terms of where they're actually growing up. I think definitely for the guys in Europe, obviously they, they won't be moving to the US to go to college and play college ball that they'll stay and that's probably a, a benefit for them and probably why we are sort of seeing the peak of having the most um, international basketballs and Europeans in the NBA at the moment so yeah and um, uh, yeah. Praddy you know how you you know how you um, asked us to list the number of players that have won multiple defensive player of the years mm-hmm. um, just looking at that you can see that we've got Rudy Gobert from France he came from overseas Marcus Gasol. Um, we've had several international players come through the league that have really made an impact. And I feel like Luca is just another one. And I think going forward, we could see a I lot mean, more. You guys are already forgetting another European player. You guys are already forgetting another one, Nikola Jokic. I mean, oh, true. Right. Yeah, yep. And yeah, even on the yeah, same true. team, even on the same team, Kristaps Porzingis. I mean, these international players are getting crazy. And especially because. Yeah, Bourbon as well. The, the 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 biggest movie star on in the NBA. Um, hey, shout out John McTree. <laughs> and I mean, as well as that, like going back to going back to the Mavericks a little bit, actually. But uh, like the the Kristaps Porzingis, you guys were saying that he's been struggling this season. But as soon as um, you know, you, you know, Luca did, and injuries will be a big concern with this team. But uh, Luca did miss some time, and in that time, man. 
Kristaps went off. And like, since that, even after Luca got back, they were playing well together. Like the, the, the pick and rolls, the, the behind the back passes that they were coordinating to each other. Well, Luca was making through Kristaps. It, it was there. Like once Kristaps got like his own time to, you know, be the guy that that team was rolling like with both of them. And I mean, yes, they didn't always get the wins. Obviously around that time, they also lost Dwight Powell to an uh, yeah. Achilles tear. No, rupture, um, rupture, 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 rupture. Sorry, um, you know they 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 did start losing games, but the 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 coordination is there for them to win so many more games with those two going forwards. Um, yeah, they've got the framework in place for a top tier team going forward, Pratty, I agree. Oh yeah, and. Yeah. He, as well as that, like in terms of mid-season changes, obviously Dwight Powell going down was brutal. And, you know, the, the, the player that they got to replace him, probably not like, you know, so as as good as Dwight Powell, but Willie Cauley-Stein. Yeah. yeah, Cauley-Stein. He's probably, you know, like as close to like a substitute for a player like Dwight Powell as you can get. I mean, he's big, he's long. He, if he has, if he feels like playing, he'll probably get three blocks. Um, if he I play, feels like a, playing. Uh, I think for a volume <laughs> output, I agree with you, but I think um, Dwight Powell's um, importance in the Mavs offense. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, underrated. Mm. Yeah, the of his, of his pick and roll, man. The guy was a fantastic pick and roller. Yeah, I, As, I agree. Especially because, like, and we mentioned it when he did first get injured, but what he was doing at the, at the moment that he got injured was actually moving with the ball. And there's not many big men in the league who, at their size, can do that. And Dwight Powell, while he was an amazing pick and roller and defender, he was also on the other side of it where he could receive the ball and make a move with that on the outside rather than just, you know, stand, you know, try and dive in and have to make something work. He was perfect in coordination with, uh, Luca as well. So, you know, losing him was brutal, but for a player like Dwight Powell the, and in an emergency situation, the best possible replacement they could get, I think they did a pretty damn good job. Yeah, I, I agree. Like it's a, I mean, in hindsight, now that the season's effectively um, cooked and not obviously going to be played for a little while, it might, like we could see, yeah, as an overreaction and, you know, the Mavs probably can't really win a title this year. But at the same time, I'm with you. I, I like that the management and the front office, they want them to be there. They, they're they saying, no, like we, we think we can win a title. We, we do, you know, we are making this trade because we think we can do it. I, I like that aspect of the Mavs. I think, I think that'll be really good for Luca and KP um, going forward um, in the hopes that the front office is swift in making decisions for their um, team needs to be a, a title contender because there's no no question about it that they're going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I agree. So, <laughs> what do you guys reckon? Um, Letter grades. I mean, I want to give this team a really high... I, I wanted to give this team a really high ranking just because, um, you know, they, they made the right moves and they were patient with Chris Stapps as well. But I couldn't think of a way to make it a pun. I just want, I'll just give this team a B. <laughs> I'll just give this team a B plus. Simple as that. Like, I couldn't think of anything. Yeah, and I'm with you, Pratty, 100%. B plus. B plus well. is probably bang on. Since since you were playing uh, Devil May Cry, I might give them S for signings. They made some. They made they made some signings to keep some good players. <laughs> Dorian Finney hey. Smith. They kept him. Seth Curry. Yeah, they kept Dorian, him. Man, man, and Dwight. Triple S on the rebuild as well. 
I'll give him a J for JJ Barea. JJ Barea. Don't forget that man. The LeBron Slayer. How long has he been on the Mavs? That's unbelievable. <laughs> you guys remember that uh, stat that came out a while back that all three point guards for the uh, Mavericks at that time had, were born on the same day? I think it was That's Devin incredible. Harris, um, JJ Barea, and someone else were all born on yeah, the same day. Yeah, it was day. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you guys. I think spot on. B, B plus is, is spot on. Um, they've honestly been incredible and... They're going to be incredible going forward, assuming that the the main players on the team stay healthy. They're a, they're quite a scary proposition for the oppositions in the West. So damn, Bill with the buzz. That was hard. That was hard, bro. <laughs> That's hard. Um, oh, by the way, we also didn't mention the fact that Luca did miss ten games due to injury this season, and they can't. They can't mentioned it. Yeah, that, I mean, they're kind of sitting at forty twenty seven. Yeah. So re- realistically, if he doesn't miss those ten. They Maybe potentially, 45? yeah, 45. I think 45, that's good 22? enough for fourth or fifth. I cynically think they'll be fifth. Second. Jeez. I mean, that's the beauty of the West. They're, they're four wins behind the Clippers, but obviously seven more losses. But it shows that they're they're not too far off the pace. They're, they're a very good team. Oh, yeah, Toma, underrated JJ Barea stat before we go on to the next team. This man has played 10 seasons with the Dallas Mavericks. 10. Spent That's three years at Minnesota in the middle of his career, then went back to Dallas. All right, guys. Unfortunately, this is not a Dallas Mavericks podcast. Um, as much as we'd love to keep talking about them for another 17 hours with our friend Young Toma, <laughs> we shall move on yep. to another very interesting young team in the NBA <coughs> with another generational talent, the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, so that's me. Um, yeah, the New Orleans Pelicans—they've they had an interesting, well, off season between getting <laughs> rid of <laughs> between getting rid of Anthony Davis and getting back Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, um, signed JJ Redick, drafted Jackson Hayes, made a few oh, interesting moves, and I can say that yeah, they've mostly, if not all of them, paid off handsomely. They obviously got Zion Williamson by far the top um, player in his age group in the country. And then, yeah, it just looks like the teams, we've talked about them ad nauseum to this point, to be honest. The team just really looks like they've gelled really well together. Ingram has taken that next step up this season. He has been unbelievable. Drew Holiday, he's been Drew Holiday, just elite two-way player. Um, Lonzo Ball. Underrated and underappreciated Drew. Sorry, I have to just address Drew Holiday, man. We have to put more respect on that dude's name. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, he's been consistently bringing that team to have like a, like from the point guard position, being a quality defender, always putting up very nice numbers around what's eight, close to 20, just around 20 points a game. Good old, good old, you know, seven assists a game. He's just a very, very, very nice player. The fact he's a combo guard, the fact that the fact that this dude, he's able, he's competent at both the PG and honestly speaking, I think he's technically better at the two guard position from the way I've seen him play. I think he's more comfortable in that Mm. awful situation. Um, but he's yeah, but very, he's also good enough to be an yeah. all-star point yeah, guard. That's the thing. He's very adept at also being a point guard. You know, and and in the past years, when when the Pels have essentially had those injuries to the to the point guards, I mean, Drew, it's been very easy for Drew to pick up the slack. You know, you 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 know, you may not see um, the particular stat lines of, um, you know, I didn't play the two guards, so probably about like twenty-five points a game or whatever it is. Because um, no, Drew Drew really does get buckets of that two-guard sport, but. Yeah, I mean, he's doing twenty a game this season. Yeah, he's doing twenty. Uh, that's exactly right, and that's the that's even with the point guard this year. That's what I'm saying. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. You think the thing is, they, you know, if they, if Lonzo, of course, goes out, this guy, it's it's really not hard for these guys to essentially get this guy playing in the in in, in the point guard position. Yeah. They, to essentially fill, exactly fill, fill right. The they can still keep ticking. Yep. And yeah, they've got two two top tier playmakers between Drew Holiday and Lonzo Ball. Lonzo is obviously a fantastic passer, and then but he can't do shoulder got, he can't do shoulder presses for shit. Oh my god! <laughs> no one, no one overhead press like Lonzo Ball. Oh, that, that left hand, the cast. That you left saw that wrist. Is, that, is, oh, that, that left bro. wrist was it was, it was at a rave, mate. That thing was spazzing. That thing was spazzing. <laughs> I've never seen. Such I've never form. seen a man. That was, I've never seen that Wasn't before. Levi- no, you need to get Didn't that checked out, Did make his money as a personal trainer? No, you know what we need to do? All the listeners, you go, you guys go to Lonzo, Lonzo Ball's page and tag oh. David Griffin, please. Just tag him and say, hey, your boy is wilding out, all right? You can't be having this yeah, you from, from your starting point guard. You really can't. <laughs> hey, now, nah, Tomo, it makes sense that. why his jump shot's so jacked up, though. His shoulders must be in agony. Brother, like, just looking I, can, at the way I can't imagine how taut those shoulders would be, man. How much would actually be? Oh, my God, man. I don't even want to get into this man i don't even want to get have you seen discussion. his bench they showed his bench press form in the same video it was rough anyway speaking of of weights we can segue nice and easy into zion and obviously ah, yes. this kid is ah yes unbelievable R- ridiculous is one of the most athletic talented players i have ever seen at his age the man has only played 19 games but somehow he is probably in the running. He probably was in the running for Rookie of the Year when he went down. He was doing, what, 23 points a game in 30 minutes a game? Yeah. Seven rebounds, a couple of assists. He's an underrated passer. And, yeah, he's just melded seamlessly with the rest of the team, as we sort of said that he would on the Beancast. And, yeah, I think that the future for this team is incredibly bright as long as they can keep everyone together. And I think that they could go on to do very big things on the next two, three seasons. I mean, yeah, like you said, yep. the 23.6 points a game, you know, even that, like with, with a lot of rebounding ability around him, 6.8 rebounds, you know, taking good shots, making good shots. That first game that we saw making, he's able to make those threes as well. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's really impressive. And it's per 36 stats just, you know, blow your mind. I mean, he could be averaging 28 or close to 29 points a game. And like, yeah, because he's he's only playing thirty minutes a game. Like, he's he's just about oh, he's, there. He's unreal. He's unreal. The, the, I, I honestly, we're lost for words. Like, <laughs> I I thought he'd probably do like six, fifteen, sixteen, and seven in about twenty, twenty five minutes a game when the Pelicans were gonna. I thought they'd ease him into it, but yeah, I I don't think I don't I don't think Zion has. A lower gear, to be honest. They, they tried to ease him into it in the sense that you know they, he wasn't playing any back to backs to start the season, um, and then as soon as he did, we did see a downturn a bit. I mean, he he struggled when he was trying to play back to backs. He was very very tired, but that comes with you know missing half of the season and then coming back. Um, you know, not being able to you know ease yourself from the start of the season into that NBA pace. He was struggling a mm. bit, but I mean, the the, the man was like. He, even against like someone like LeBron, the, he, he, there was no fear in, in him. He's putting up 35 points against LeBron. Um, and, you know, a team that's heavily defensive inside in the Lakers, he was able to put up, uh, put up those numbers. The guy mm. just knows mm. how to get buckets and knows how to use his body. I mean, the, the way that he just like the, gets up, do, lands, and then, you know, he's there to grab his own mist like before anyone else. His <sighs> athleticism is on. Un- 
unbelievable. I, I don't know how many times I've said unbelievable <laughs> Zion, but he he like legitimately is ridiculous. I think he is a generational talent. Um, as long as he can keep those knees intact, man needs to lose some weight. Man needs to improve his jump shot. He does only take 0.73s a game, which he can improve on. But what young player of his age doesn't have something to improve on? And I think Zion has an incredible foundation for success in the NBA between his athleticism and his underrated skills. And I think, again, like with Luca, the sky is the limit for this kid. And I think he is a future MVP candidate. It's only been 19 games. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm against making such bold proclamations early on in a player's career. I'm pretty conservative when it comes to um, my projected outlooks. But yeah, Zion, there's not really much you can say besides he's, he's I mean, unreal. Ima- <laughs> imagine being a rookie and getting to learn how to shoot from you know a player whose three-point percentage is higher than his field goal percentage. I mean... <laughs> The, the, the guy is so set like everything about his situation in this team that's so fantastically constructed is is just so good i mean they've they've got some great players all around you look further down they've got Derek favors just sitting there they've got uh you know the best player when he's the only player on the team jalil okafor <laughs> hey <laughs> vegan jar vegan jar Vegan Jar, yeah. Oh, didn't he stop doing that eventually? He, he's given up on that, hasn't he? Probably. A lot, a lot of NBA, but, but a lot of, a lot of NBA players have tried and failed with that particular diet. Yeah. They, 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 they lose too much weight, almost. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Realistically, what? A, okay, with with Jalil, where, where do we stand with this dude? Do we give him more time to develop? He's currently twenty four. Where, where do we see in terms of how how he's going to fit in with this team? He's really only, I guess, competing against um, Jackson Hayes. Yeah. Yeah, man, Jackson, that's really about it. Um, and potentially, I mean, and Derek Favors as well, yes. Um, where do we see? What, what's Hart the deal with Have, we, get, have well. we given up? Dude's only 24, but he's had a rough, nah, I think, I'd, four or five years in the I, league. I, I wouldn't... No, nah, I'm with you, Tom. I don't think that I've given up on Jaleel, but I I think that this is about what a ceiling is. I'm, I'm with you because I think that the Pals have several pieces um, that they're obviously not going to be able to accommodate for um in the coming years with the the rise of um like obviously they're going to have the you know the three juggernauts um ingram zion lonzo are all going to be incredible within the next few years and then there's only so much you can do for the other players and i I think jalil definitely will be one of the players that they'll probably end up having to move on just because he doesn't really offer them really that much while the the other few key pieces are out on the floor um as praddy mentioned he's he's great when he's got um a lot of minutes and a lot of ball but when he 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 just doesn't seem to be that accommodating piece like he he can't really just sort of jump in and do his role like he can't be that you know 10 15 minutes a night doing his role well so i think i think if i'm the pals i'm i'm definitely moving him especially with the the likes of Jackson Hayes coming up, and you've obviously still got a few good years of Derek Favors left. So, well, yeah, to me, it's like you—you you, you should—they should, they should either, like wait a bit. Uh, to me, yeah, wait a bit longer, see what 
um, Jackson Hayes does develop into. I mean, again, he's a rookie player, and yes, he's he's shown he's shown he can do well, but we don't know for sure. If you can see or like an improvement in Jalil that will take them further when they are ready to compete, then you got to go all in on Jar. Or if you see that he's not, you know, just not improving, then switch to like they've got the option there it's like it's to me it's very much between those two players to me and it's how they improve for themselves um who gets to stay because jar like if you look at his numbers straight up it's it's not terrible the man's putting up in just 15 minutes a game he's putting a 7.6 points a game and four rebounds a game um so it's it's not not terrible numbers by any means it's just you know the the Pelicans already have players to fill those positions. So if they can... I actually don't think that there's any need to get rid of him, if I'm being honest. I mean, he's um, he's a free agent at the end of the season, and he's only on 1.5, 1.6 mil. I think that you could potentially re-sign him just as depth on a very reasonable contract. I mean, yeah, you probably could. It just, like... It just depends on what you can get going forwards, right? Like, yeah, you could just keep, uh, you know, keep him this season, but then, you know, the season after and the season after that, like, how long do you just, like, sit on him as a, de- a depth piece? Yeah, I do need, I mean, need to as long as you game. can keep him for under 1.5 mil. I Realistically, I, 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 don't, I don't, and I don't see Jalil, I don't see Jalil coming to terms with that. I, I, don't, I don't know. I think he hasn't, again, there's really, there hasn't been really much for him to prove, but Trying to snag a player like that for 1.5 mil, I don't know. I feel like there's far so far worse out there. They can even snag a bit more than him. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't see him coming back. If they offer him that, that's a similar contract. Only thing not really exceeding two mil. I, I don't know if he'd even accept that. Yeah, I, I think I think he leaves. I think he leaves in free agency in this off season. To where I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure yeah, someone's going to pay him you. stupid money. Yeah. There's there's teams like the New York Knicks out there. <laughs> Knicks will pay this man 20 mil a year, not a problem in the world, Well, and make him play power forward. Well, yeah, and he'll also put up, like, I don't know, 17 points a game, but, I mean, they're going to stay getting 12 wins. <laughs> yeah, very, very hey, 12 wins for the New York Knicks, probably an improvement. They can actually get some decent draft picks. That's actually, that's, that's 12, <laughs> that'd be 12 more wins than the previous year. Oh, hold on. Hey, as much as we all like to shit on the Knicks, yeah. we do need to finish off this uh, the Pelicans rankings. What do you guys give them letter grades? Um, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna mm. give them like the, the the perfect grading for this team, which is just Ooh. Z, like Z, okay. Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Ooh, okay, Dragon okay. Ball Fight the right. Z Fighters. They are literally the Z Fighters. You know, behind you know the Dragon Ball Z Z Fighters, that whole thing. You know, Zion. It's just Zion. Like this team is Zion. Uh, fair cool. I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them an L. That is, what? that stands for Lonzo. That stands for Lavar. That stands for Leangelo. That stands for LaMelo. <laughs> um, we are the big ball league. league. No, 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 I, I will address this. No, no, no. In all seriousness, I'll give, the, I'll give these guys a fair rating. I have, you know, one thing I, I think we've also failed to, or forgot to address was the fact that they're extremely poor start this season. Um, yeah, I was, was, I was, was no, 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 like this. in all seriousness, even with the exception of Zion, there was still no reason for them to be losing as many games as they did to start this season. Um, I feel like even if they were half competent, and even just, I, I, I couldn't understand watching this team play, and I guess like it's not even at the beginning they had like, a particularly hard schedule to start off with. You know, I, I couldn't fathom how these guys are dropping their games, um, just dropping games night in, night out. And I think there was a, there was a stretch where they essentially lost twelve straight, which is absolutely which is ridiculous. 
12 Especially straight. when you've got the amount of talent that they do exactly have. Right. I mean, you know, you, you Drew Holiday, it. Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, those are all players who can net you more than 12 wins, uh, 12 losses. Zero, yeah, zero. Look, and again, uh, I understand that, of course. Um, there actually hasn't been that many injuries either, to be honest. I mean, um, you know, I would say that like so Lonzo, Lonzo and BI probably missed just under 10 games. Um, same with Drew. Um, you know, but even then, I mean, I, 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 I sort of, I sort of have to, like have to hold them accountable for that. Like, you know, they, they could have started the season a lot stronger. Um, there was no reason for them to drop as many games. As they did. There was no re- reason for them to drop 12 games in a row. Um, if I had to give them a genuine rating, I'd even, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I feel like I'm going to be a bit too harsh. I would probably say, probably say a C minus. I mean, they've come back very strong. Um, you know, with the addition of, of Zion. Um, and I look, technically they were still in the playoff hunt, but yeah, uh, I would probably actually, no, I'll give him a C. I'll give him a C. How about that? I'll give him a C. Cause technically nice I think uh, just a couple, a couple <laughs> games behind the eight seat. Am I right? I think, no, I think technically yeah, they're, they're very, very close. About yeah. Four or five games. Yeah. Though, about four or five games. Way. No, they're, so they're yeah. on the walk again. They, they, they come back was strong, but their their start was, was abhorrent almost like it was really poor. And yeah, I, I, I think I, it's, I think the poor start was somewhat understandable because given the point guard position is so important that it was kind of tough to figure out the fit between, you know, the, their best, the player that they said they were handing the keys of the organization over to in Drew Holiday and Lonzo Ball. I mean, you can't play Lonzo off ball, obviously. I mean, he's not going to do anything for you. But given that they'd said, yep, yeah, Drew, you're the guy we're going to, like, say is the number one, not the number one guy, but, you know, the, the leader of the franchise what do we do here? Like, how do you, uh, he has to go back to playing off ball. And then a lot of the offense there is lost comp- because of what he's been doing the past few seasons, right? Because the past few seasons, he has been like the, the, the only ball handler on the team. So going back to being, like you said, a combo guard and a shooting guard would have been a bit of a, a bit of a confusing transition, I think. Um, so I'm kind of more lenient on that, you know, early start just because like there's a lot of new pieces. Yeah, again, exactly right. The team, it was essentially uh, a brand new team to put it simply. Um, they, of course, um, you know, that transformation they underwent, um, to start off that season. Like I I don't really hold them, you know, um, it, it takes teams, of course, new brand new teams take time to gel. And in the process that of course means some quite a few games are losing the process of trying to figure it out. So I, I won't necessarily have that against them, but if I just look individually at, 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 at their paces, um, that's it, like, it just didn't make sense to me, but it, it's a fair point. I mean, when you see these brand new teams with, you know, with, with these teams that have, of course, immense talent, but brand new, um, you know, we, we, we do see them struggle at the very beginning, just trying to work it out. Um, it, try, trying to piece it together, trying to get everyone to essentially meshing at the get, get on the same page. Um, but I know very fair point. And that's one thing I'd considered. It's essentially had gone through a drastic transformation um, over, over the course of their off season. Yeah, so they basically upended the entire roster. No, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yep. So piggybacking off that, Tom, I think you've put it perfectly, to be honest, I'd probably give them, I want to split the ranking up into two. So I'd probably give them an A for their off season. It's about, they got as good of a return as you can expect for a player like Anthony Davis bum. Um, and then they also got a fantastic, they nailed the draft. I, I mean, mean you, you can't say much more <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they still had to make the pick though. Oh. And they still got the pick. <laughs> That's fair. Impressive. So, cool. <laughs> so yeah, I'd, pro- I'd probably say, look, an A for their off season. Cause they did about as well as you can expect. Yep. And then 
probably uh, B minus for the season. Like you said, they started off very poorly, but they've been they've rounded into some fantastic form, and I think the the virus just came at the wrong time for them. So yeah, I'll give them a B minus. What about you, Bill? No, I'm I'm same with Tom. I think C. I, I think we we do need to account for their um below par start. Just on, I, I know it's a fairly new team, but when you've got that much talent, I don't think that there should be any excuse for losing however many games in a row. Yeah, 12, 12, 12 um, Yeah, yeah, twelve. Um, but then obviously we do need to remember that they have they did sort of pull their shit together. Um, especially once Zion came back, I think that gave the this fairly young team a, or fairly young roster um a fairly big um you know push in in terms of energy that they needed a bit of a spark um and i, I do think that the i mean there's never a good time for coronavirus to come but for the new orleans pelicans it was definitely not a good time as they did seem to be gaining a bit of momentum and sort of you know as the restrictions on zion's playtime um decreased i think we would have we most definitely would have seen them winning more games. Um, still not sure if they would have made playoffs because uh, they, they were still a couple of games off. Yeah, no, no. I I'll, I'll actually add as well, good. by the way, and I forgot to mention, when it comes to their, their playoff one, they actually had, in terms of strength of schedule, they had a fairly easy one to, to round off when it yeah, came post as yeah. also break. So I, I actually think, I, I don't know if they would have, I don't know. Now, if it's between, of course, it's between Memphis and, and them, right? Memphis is eighth. Um, New Orleans is ninth. Well, the Pelicans it... slip to tenth, but they're, tenth. they're yeah, four, right. essentially yeah. four games back on the Grizzlies with yeah, um, you it's know, tough. sort of 15, 20 games. Yeah, it would have been interesting to see. I think they I think had a very, they had a significantly easier strength of schedule to end to to close out after the post post Arsenal break. So. Um, I, I think I think they might have nabbed it. I, I'm gonna be. I think they might have actually been able to nab it. Um, you know, granted, of course, um, those restrictions on Zion's playing time probably would have been lifted or maybe just adjusted slightly. Um, I think these guys actually would yeah. have been in the run. I think they genuinely would have overtaken Memphis. Um, granted, of course, we yeah. finish out the season. And I think I said this many many podcasts ago. Just it would have been insane for the NBA to have. Um, Zion versus LeBron in the Absolutely. first round oh, of yeah. the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I think. It, yeah. I mean, we don't know what the NBA is going to do to finish this season. So, I mean, it's still, it might still be a, a, you know, very far possibility, but it still could happen. So, yeah. No, this. this I'm, I'm, I'm interested. You said. You said. Did you say Lonzo or Zion against LeBron? I just need to clarify, man. We, I just. Need, what name did you say? <laughs> it was Lonzo. You, said, you said Lonzo versus LeBron. I, I'm sure I, I heard Zion. that right. I swear I said Zion. Lonzo thinks Lonzo makes to me. It, that, He's Kenny Smith. Check the tapes. Check the tape. I thought I heard Lonzo. Lonzo's going to come out want, swinging, If bro. you want viewership, you got to go to Lonzo. But don't even bother putting um, <laughs> putting Zion in those infographics or those... those uh, no, no, stop it. You put Lonzo's face... Up Big against LeBron's face. Bro. Big baller brand. Oh, man. I'm telling you guys, man. Let's go. Oh. LaMelo in the crowd, bro. Oh, it's over. Hey, Give Tom, what's better? <laughs> Lonzo's overhead press form or LeBron's squat form? <laughs> that squat form, holy shit. Like, uh, you, know, no, no, you know what? Le- LeBron's look, it looks funky. The thing is, I, I, I know that LeBron looks. It, it looks really weird, doesn't it? His squad form looks like really, like he really sticks to shit. Yeah, but there's like, probably a reason he's doing it. Yeah, there probably is reason, but there's really no excuse. I, I, I can look at that. <laughs> I can look at that footage and tell myself, hey, you know what? 
this guy's like this is actually not bad. <laughs> this really like this guy's an NBA like he's a professional player and he's doing professional ball. Nice. I, I can't look at the tape and say that. <laughs> with LeBron, I'm like, I, I look. There's probably a reason for this, but with Lonzo, no, there's. He doesn't have know. a reputation. Again, again, guys, make sure you go to Lonzo's page. You take you you tag Devin Griffey. You make sure you get that man. And that all the, this is all the Pelicans. Get that man you, out of the weight room. Legitimately out the weight room. You, you guys have to find something. I, I I this is he probably needs to go through rehabilitation. Just, just to get over what he's gone through in the weight room, legitimately. <laughs> That's probably why he's always injured. Nah, his dad bro. taught him how to overhead press roll. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, all right. Shall we uh, move on? We'll take a quick break here just to give the uh, listeners this a little is gonna break. It's going to be a long edition. And then we'll jump straight into the uh, box. So we'll just hit the pause button on the records. So three, two, one. We back, we back, Jacob. We back. Um, Tom, you gotta, you gotta pull that. That <laughs> shit is Hades' <laughs> bro. Can you? I don't care how you weave that in. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that shit. No, nah, yeah, no. Nah. Look again. Right. Nah, I was mentioning it before. I guess for the for listeners, I mentioned before was um, the fact that. Well, when it comes to particular teams, you know, I, you have to discern the hatred between the either the players or the organization. Of course, we were joking about the Celtics before. Of course, not a team that I, that I particularly like at all. But I was saying to Kaz, as as the Boston <laughs> fan, that I like individually the the, the 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 players. I like I like Kemba. Of course, I like JT. I like JB. Like, I like the players on their own. But when it came to the organizational success, I wish them nothing but the worst. And I said that I hope they fall into the pits of Hades. <laughs> Because I, I don't, I, I want these guys to essentially cease to exist. But, but I wish, I wish nothing but the best for the players. Please, please understand this. I have nothing wrong with them. Even, even the 2000. Actually, there's one, there's one rendition. Of course, I didn't. I've, that that Kaz knows. It's your 2018. Um, yeah. Nah, again, I, the only player look, I actually liked. I'm as sick as you are of Kendrick Perkins, nah, bro. Like, 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 genuinely, the only player I actually liked from that team was KKG and that was it I legitimately Rondo no like I look at Pearson no Perkins hell hell no hell no no Perkins (laughs) (laughs) this man oh my god Kendrick Perkins I'm I'm sick of Kendrick Perkins myself bro hey Prad what you said about Draymond Kendrick Perkins that dude needs to shut the fuck up (laughs) I I am sick of listening to Kendrick Perkins talk like he was genuinely a ser- He's like incoherent. A, a valuable contributor on that team. He was an all right defensive player. We probably could have gotten similar production for like 800k a year at that point. Yeah, just pick someone off from Europe at, for that uh, at that point. Like anyone would have been fine. <laughs> and I, as a Celtics fan, I actually agree. Like we we need to stop talking about 2008. It was one year. <laughs> Yeah, you milted as though that was a <laughs> three P. That that was a thing. And that that's that's that was the issue. Like you, I mean, right. you look back and it's like you, right. they talk about it every time like, hold on, how many years ago? This was one year and that was it. <laughs> you look at it just when that was it. I, I feel like it's being talked as though they won. We, we need we need to look Legitimately, forward. Legitimately this the whole second half of the two thousands had these guys had essentially won. Um, but no, nah, again, I, uh, let, let's let's move let's get back on talk. Like no, nah, that let's get right on to the uh, let, let's let's go back. Bill. Let's get on to the biggest losers of the NBA this season. <laughs> yeah, this should be good. Yes. A whopping 12 games, I think. <laughs> is that right? Is it 12? I don't know. It's not very many. This team is 
Very, very good. Um, that poss- very. Some might even say the best in the NBA, but they've had Some a waste of their best season <laughs> because it's all cancelled and for naught. Yeah, not uh, gonna lie. Is- I uh, the best things to come out of this coronavirus lockdown. Number one, Lakers might miss playoffs for another year. Number two, <laughs> Bucks probably not going to win another championship. And the oh, fact that right. Giannis still hasn't won anything in the playoffs is making me so happy right now. <laughs> still on track at age 25. We good. On track for... Oh, actually, by the way, lads, and I'm sorry I'm cutting in here, but I need to address something before we get into no, these no. bucks. And, um, Bro, are you cutting? No, 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 no. Billy, mate, this is about you. We need to address... Firstly, I, I hear this conversation. I hear, I hear this conversation, discussion around the, the love, the love for Chris Middleton, the dome, the dome Lillard, all right? This is what I'm hearing, all right? Um, let, let me tell something to listeners, all right? In the off-season, in the off-season, all right, the discussions we had hey. about these contract signings and whatnot, right? This man, this man, William Temby. Hold on, I need to address this because you don't understand. They love, they, they appreciate, they love this dude, okay? I get it. He's been bowling this season. But I'm telling you guys right now, had you just heard what the things you were saying in the past off-season about this dude, especially from that man, bro, William bro. Temby. Oh bro, my god! I need, bro, I need, I need, I need the distinction. I need the distinction. What? Wh- how did you go from this is one of the worst contracts in NBA history bro, to this guy is automatically? Bro, you gotta deli- remember, <laughs> hey! You gotta remember. I, I woke up disoriented, reading initially that it had said Chris Middleton signs that I read it that he signed. Were you the disoriented deal. the whole Robbed offseason, Bill? Yeah. No, no, no. I woke up, like, disoriented, and I read it that Chris Middleton had signed the deal Brogdon did, that it was the four years, and I thought, oh, fuck yeah, that's a good deal. And then I, then I was like, well, what did Brogdon <laughs> sign? And then, uh, then it was all shambles, bro. It was all shambles. So, you know, I, I got I to gotta take the piss in that group chat, you know. Yeah. Hey, Tom, nah, keep it real with the listeners, though. Was I not on this at Bruh, the start? I'm telling you guys right now, please, listeners, I'm telling you right now, that love was not mutual from the beginning. I'm telling you guys right now, and it's not even across, it's across the board. None of us genuinely thought that was a good contract. Um, essentially, essentially capping themselves. I, I, even to date, and I'll be honest, look, actually, how about, how about this? Bill, you take it away. We'll address this Middleton uh, contract situation within it, okay? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. At the, at the start, I maybe thought, yeah, Chris, Chris didn't deserve the, the max, especially um, in it being the, you know, the year before Giannis can... Um, signed the Supermax, it was a bit questionable, but then obviously he's, Chris has swiftly um, halted the talk of that, putting up a, a quite a historical season, um, presuming he can get his field goal percentage up uh, 0.1 of a percent more, he, he, he falls into the same category as the likes of the, the Kevin Durant, Larry Bird, Steph Curry's... Um, He's what do you mean? Uh, They'll be in his category. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. As you can tell, Tom, you you know we speak highly of the man, um, and I think he'll he'll deserve every penny. I, I think um, probably a lot of the the hate that um, Chris got was was due to the the Bucks performance in the the Eastern Conference Finals um, as a whole, and uh, individual players on the team that they didn't really perform. After those first two games, um, and and as you said before, we even we even kicked off today. It, it, like being in in that moment after after game three, um, losing in OT when the when the team had played poorly, but when you still got a chance to win games like that, 
Um, it, it, you were saying it, it would be really hard to see this team um, do like come back from that and do well. Um, I think fortunately for the Bucks that they've they've done everything right. They've they've definitely come back better. Um, they've picked up some really really good accommodating pieces um, for for Giannis and Chris. Um, they've they've clearly developed um, Dante. He's he's coming along, my man, who who dominated in the NCAA final a couple of years ago. He's um I was, I was quite happy that that he slipped to uh, I can't remember what pick he went. I was about pick twenty eight or something ridiculous, um, which is pretty good. Um, and yeah, I think that they have bounced back really well. Um, and their record against um, the really good teams in the NBA is um, promising. Um, I think the role players they've picked up are a, a fair bit more reliable um, than in years gone by. I think um, Wesley Matthews um, offers a fair bit on the defensive end, um, as does Marvin Williams, the other the other pickup. And then obviously they've they've just stacked the floor with a, a bunch of shooters, obviously for the the space that they're going to get for. Giannis attacking the rim, and then obviously Chris Middleton's um, mid-range game, probably the most underrated uh, attribute of any player in the NBA, Chris Middleton's mid-range game. Um, all right, yeah, and he's bean-shaped head. Shout out NBA Beancast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I like the roster construction just because they're, they're the pieces that they're, they've built around... Um, so Giannis and um, Chris, obviously, I think the pieces around those guys are, are fairly interchangeable going forward. Um, I think that they're, they're obviously in a good position. You don't, you're not first seed in the NBA in a bad team in any year. I mean, um, yeah, they've, they, 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 um, like, they've shown that this, this, this isn't a team that's, like, stacked for Giannis in particular, though. And that's what I really appreciate is that, like... We've seen that they like without Chris Middleton, they can. They, I mean, sorry, without Giannis, they can win a lot of games relying on Chris Middleton as their number one option. He's he's you know sure th- this team and Chris Middleton in particular has shown that you know th- this team doesn't have to be led every single game by Giannis. And what that means to me is that if they're in the playoffs and you know. Giannis goes off the court there won't be there will be a significant drop off because Giannis is that good a player but the the level to which they drop off will still be a better better than a lot of teams I agree with you in it and it sort of reminds me of how um Golden State operated a lot with Steph Curry that they're still a very good basketball team when he's not on the court obviously they're not anywhere near the the like the level they are when he's on the court and that's the same with the Bucks and Giannis but They've built. They've built a roster. They haven't built like the where they're so dependent on one player, and I think that's why they're such a good team. Because I mean, Giannis doesn't really take nights off anyway. Um, but but then it's like the the role players. They they're not relying on him like essentially him to create everything for them. Like they've got a team system that they use. I think that their defense is exemplified by that. Um, best team defense in the league I don't really think it's even close um and then obviously their offense the the ball moves around a fair bit um a lot of people yeah coach Bud man coach Bud he's been so good with this team yeah I will say on coach Bud though um his teams do have a tendency to fade in the playoffs and I mean we do have to talk about the the roster how they'll perform in the playoffs how they would have performed in the playoffs um 
especially given that uh, the their third best option, you know, Eric Bledsoe, he's been he's been solid in the regular season, but you look at his playoff numbers and it's it's, it's a wash. I mean, the man Who's is Terry Rozier. He's terrible. But there's no other way to say it. He's he's worse than Terry Rozier. <laughs> no, that that that's facts. The disrespect. That's, that's unfortunately true, man. I think. I think that last was my year's loss is a, favorite. Could be a good thing that the Bucks needed. Um, I think we're we're forgetting how good they were before the last four games against the Raptors, when you know Nick Nick Nurse showcased um, Coach of the Year esque um, defensive scheme. Um, what by putting his best defensive player yeah, on, on their, their best, best player? player. Well, and yeah, and you know everything else. And the wall. Don't forget the wall. Can't forget the one. Yeah, don't. Yeah, exactly. They 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 built everything. They he literally threw everything to beat the Bucks, and and it worked. Um, but then obviously the, the you know the Bucks know that they they know what's coming this year, and that's why. I mean the the Raptors they did the same thing in the regular season this year, and then the Bucks have beaten them. Uh, they haven't lost to them this season yet. Uh, I think it could be a like a I don't know. It's yeah. Well, to be sure fair, the Raptors know lost that, that, have, that have played um professional sport. I'm not professional sport. I'm just sport. Like uh, when you're a really good team, sometimes you need those those losses just to sort of kick you up the arse. Tumble you, tumble um, you, yeah. And I think the the way the Bucks played in the first two series, everyone's quick to forget that. You know, like they just want to joke on how you know they were up two zero and lost to the the Raptors, but they they absolutely clapped the Celtics after going down one nil, and it was proclaimed over by you know one of those milkers from two thousand and eight. Um, <laughs> yeah, as, as much as I love um, Paul Pierce as a player, I am, I am sick of him as a media personality. Yeah, I agree. I actually loved the truth as a player, but he's an absolute fool with a microphone in hand. I say um, this as a Celtics fan. I have heard enough from that man. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone has. And now they've got Perkins out here as well. Oh, man. That man acting like he played played well with the, the Thunder as well when he was the single reason why that they they couldn't win a ring but anyway no see the problem the problem with perkins on the thunder was that they kept passing (laughs) it to his hand they they kept giving him the ball yeah yeah the man can't play the game couldn't play the game when he was there anyway um yeah yeah, no i'm pretty happy with the bucks for the season obviously i mean there's being top of the nba as well but there's there's also being the way that they're playing which I think is um, incredible and, and obviously not talked about enough by the the national media because obviously oh, we've got trust those trust me mate you, LA. you more than make up for how much ever the you think the bucks bro, need to it, be man. we we discussed. got we got to preach it bro we got to preach it no, no. Um, we we we, just, we we hear enough <laughs> me and Tom me and Tom we got to get no no out. just you Tom Tom loves these boys I think um. <laughs> No, but seriously, I think the like managing of the team as well is sort of an underrated part as well. Like, no one's really playing heavy minutes. Um, they're sort of not coasting through the season, but they they're just getting sort of to the to the end of the season now. Like, I think they know they're the number one seed, and they're just gonna you know just sort of well, if there is playoffs this year, we. All right, you know, so we're, we're hopeful. <laughs> um, I feel like this is a discussion we have to have, but uh, let, let's say that you know, uh, and I'm assuming that it doesn't go forwards. But let's say fi- uh, you know, playoffs happen, finals happen. Number one seeds right now are Lakers and Bucks. So between the two, who have you guys got? Lakers. Bucks get home. Yeah, court. Bucks do get home court. Um, this is See, tough. Half the reason I'm saying the Lakers is purely to spite Bill. 
I think it will be a good series. This is what we call where Quran can't actually use his brain and he just bees a fool. Uh, bees I mean, are full. Bees are full, bruh. I, I don't think you understand how tired I am of hearing about the Milwaukee Bucks. I will gladly well, take tell it. any team beating them at this point. It is the same thing with you and the Lakers. But, um, yeah, look, Bucks do get home court. Good team. In at home, obviously the good team anywhere. Um, but yeah, look, I think it it's going to be it'll be a good series. I agree. I was just about to say it'll, it'll be a good series, series actually. Because I, like, I think the, the teams, I think the Bucks just have um, more reliable role players. I think that's um, who who in the who in, which role players on the team are proven. In the playoffs, give me bro. George Hill gonna be strong. All right, bro. there ain't no George Hill. You saw what he did on those Cavs, bro. <laughs> bro, you ain't, bro. This ain't no game one. George Hill at the free throw this line. This man's gonna bro. see LeBron on that this, court, and the nah. fear of God is gonna strike into his heart, Billy. I, I've seen it already. <laughs> I've seen this play out before. Bro, hey, Tom, George Hill's going to tear his ACL before the Man, party. I'm sorry, that's not the way to do his name. Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll actually address if I'm um, not sorry. George, finish off, Bill. I'll, yeah, um, yeah, I just want to say uh, this, bro. I'll, I'll George, George yeah. Hill costed LeBron James one, one finals, bro. He's doing it again this year. <laughs> gonna happen again man um yeah. <laughs> all right and kaz kaz you just let me know bro you you know there's no answer to this question who got chris middleton in the finals don't you dare steal me marquee, <laughs> you know Morris. that the lakers hey, are hey, not hey, the Avery celtics Bradley. right <laughs> not the, the celtics. lakers are not the celtics bro. he's not going to be dropping anything close to what he does bro, in the finals in, in all, bro, <laughs> in, in all honesty with you yeah the honesty, dome seems to the, the clippers the clippers are beating the lakers in any way in all honesty and i don't think the bucks can beat the clippers I, I think they can beat the lakers but i don't i don't think they can beat the clippers not too many teams can i yeah. think the, they're very I, I, they're honestly, a very awkward team i just yeah, the, I honest like the the Clippers are just way too hard to to match up against. Like like Dead Set, I I just I can't see in, in seven games they would have to be like they would have to be terrible, like like truly terrible to lose four games. Like I I just can't see it happening. I mean, the, yeah, they wouldn't have to be true. I mean, if Paul George shows up, they're, they're, yeah, they're stuffed. Yeah, they're stuffed. <laughs> Bro, that's that's why they've got the all the you know the cavalry there. To hold up, uh, uh, yeah, truly, I don't know why it's this big Lakers Bucks thing that they're trying to show now. Yeah, well, I, I one seed versus one seed, the best team in the league, bro. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know how many? I mean, the Golden State were the one seed what once, twice, maybe in the last five years that they've been the best team. Like, I'd like to say, I you know, I, I'd take the Bucks against anyone, but but the Clippers just because there's I don't know they're they're just too hard to match up against. I. I don't know how the the Bucks would beat them in in seven. They would have to be, um, I don't know, someone someone like Pat Connaughton would have to actually do. Or something. Giannis would have to learn how to hit free throws. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Giannis here attempt a free throw. Yeah, well, yeah, the, you got Kawhi on the other team again, bro. Like it's it, Giannis is going to see Kawhi, and then he's going to shit himself at the free throw line again. Kawhi's just going to fucking cook everyone, man. It's going to happen again, bro. I'm telling you. Everyone's going to sleep on the Clippers. That, that Who's sleeping on the to... Clippers, Bill? No one's sleeping bro, on the I'm Clippers. I'm telling you, the, the Clippers will lose, like, no, that you know, the, the media, they're all about fucking the Lakers and shit. They're, they're, they're forgetting the Clippers are actually the best team because their record's not better. I'm saying the, the Clippers will lose, like, game one in the first round to, like, fucking, I don't know, fucking Dallas Mavericks, and then I'm telling you that the Clippers... It's gonna be over for the league, bro. I think that 
I, I does say I'm, 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 you got me on tape now. I'm saying it. The, the Clippers won't lose more than than three games in the playoffs. Man, first round exit. Please, please. You got me. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a, a three game first round series, and they're gonna be one. <laughs> Bruh. I legit though, legit though. I was reading that um, Silver wants um, seven game series, which is I think is good for the league. Yeah, well, more games, more money. <laughs> seven yeah. games. Well, well, that that and the fact I think it's a it's a better um, show of the the actual uh, better resembles the the actual teams going up against. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, it was getting a little bit boring watching the Warriors run a train on everyone when they were fully healthy. Nah. I mean, not obviously I mean, not for pride. Okay, I, I agree with you in terms of the competition standpoint, but I could I could watch that Warriors team play every fucking day of the week just because the, it was orgasmic to watch, like the way they played the game. Like, I, I don't think we'll see it ever again. I just don't. Like, Unpopular opinion. I reckon they were more fun to watch when they didn't have KD. That's facts. Nah, for me personally, yeah, absolutely. In, ter- in terms of play style, in terms of like aesthetically, I think they and were when, And when the emphasis was solely on uh, Seth Curry, um... Arguably, arguably for me. Oh, baby. Yeah, give me 2016. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, because yeah, I feel like when they got KD, they kind of realize that if, oh, if they're they in trouble, they can they, they, they can yeah. kind of just dump yeah. the ball Very, off to them and let them go to work. Okay, let's try and get back to the conversation of the Bucks here because... Yeah, uh, yeah I'll, um, hold on, I'll, I'll actually... I'll mention yeah, this, I'll yeah, mention yeah, this, I'll mention this. As much as Billy, of course, rates these um these these Buck boys, I'll um there's one there's one again when it comes to have the 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 cap. I I think I think expectation, of course, this this postseason for them would be the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Again, the minimum minimum in terms of yep, at least they should be reaching that, right? Is that does anyone agree? Yeah, at least they should be. They, they, they have, have to. They have to. They have to reach the finals. They have to. This season oh, no, will be that's a fine, but Finals, we'll, when when it comes yeah, okay now, who do you think they're matching up against? I, I genuinely believe it would be the Raptors again. Do we believe it's the Raptors that probably have a shot at the Eastern Conference Finals this year? Probably, yeah. See, I most likely, yeah. Head, I keep thinking Philly will get their shit together. I don't think they're making the Eastern Conference like, Finals. Philly, yeah, no, nah, they're too bad away. Yeah, they're, they're sixth or whatever now. Um, yeah, the, look, the descending factor. Probably as, Toronto. I, I think, and I'll be honest, man. Look, this team. Look, Bill has mentioned it. This this team runs like clockwork, man. Um, this Bulldenholzer fellow, he's um, uh, again, he is yeah, this fellow <laughs> is um, he, he, again, again, a great coach, a great system coach. He he Bro, he he he, he legitimately has gotten the most. He's transformed how he tra- how how Jason Kidd, of course, used his team versus that one year difference with the same roster. Oh, again, bro. insane. Yeah. I'll give him the props there. But the one thing. That, that, of course, when, when, what sitting through those those last four games of the of the series last year, one thing was perfectly evident to me, and it's the fact of how Bulldog Jose is not a great in-game situational coach, nor inter- also in terms of adjustments. They couldn't find a way. They could not find a way to break that wall. They couldn't find a way to play with with, with Giannis not being Giannis not being the main focal point of that offense. Right? I have to be honest with you guys. With the current Eastern, uh, the Eastern Conference coaches that I'm seeing there, I've got faith in, of course, Ness to get the most out of his guys to get to the Eastern Conference final. And then I also know another guy that by the name of Eric Spolstra. He's Miami Heat. I genuinely think if they face off in the second round, bro, and damn you, hoeing Brad Stevens, Tomer. Oh no, 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 no. Again, yeah, again, no, no. You, no, you, you hoeing Brad Stevens, I've seen, no, no. I'm just talking again, again, Brad, Brad, will, I, again, Brad. I think, of course, exceptional coach and all that, but I'm talking about. In-game situational coaches, the, the, the coaches that have the championship pedigree, right? 
I can trust Bultenholzer yeah, to, yeah. to get the shit right when shit hits the fan. I, I can trust them. Look, I, I can trust them all throughout the regular season. I can trust them um, against the, watch, the, 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 the much weaker opponents and whoever's essentially the eighth seed in the second round. That's fine. But coming against an, a, a team that has not only is like this talented, but has a coach that is good at situ- like in-game situational plays is really important. Yeah, I think that's one thing you guys are like sort of forgetting or sort of like uh, it's no, very Tom, under- that 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 intangible. Tom, you know what? This is a hundred percent. Like true. you guys, like again, we're gonna see it again. I, I will not be. I genuinely will not be surprised if the Bucks take on the Heat and it goes to seven and the Bucks squeak out the series win. I also will not be surprised if the same thing happens against the Raptors, even though the Bucks are more are easily more talented than both of those teams. I know that the coaches, of course. Now, again, I'll include Brad Stevens in there. Sorry, Eric Spolstra and Nick Nurse. (laughs) (laughs) Just for you, Karan. I am am hoping to God that Yana shits the bed again. I'm telling you, those coaches, I I can trust. You can trust them to make the necessary adjustments when things aren't going well. And with both, I I haven't, again, it's like Dan Tony as well. A, A great, look, a great system coach. These guys know how to get the wins. When, again, when she hits a fan, when things aren't in their favor, can you really trust these guys to be making the right decisions to get them the, the teams over the hump? I, I, I can't see with Bordeaux. Not yet. Not yet. I'm hoping that I'm proven wrong this year. I really do. But I, I cannot trust Bordeaux as of yet. He hasn't got, he hasn't made those, he hasn't essentially, he doesn't have that same reputation or as we saw in the past. He's not had any playoff exactly. success, essentially. There's nothing, there's nothing to go. There's no reputation. There's no reputation with him. And again, like the team, the team will, will fly through the, the first, the first set of opponents, the second set of opponents. But the th- I'm telling you, by the time it gets at these current finals, I would not even surprise if, if they get, even if the Heat beat, push them to seven and the Raptors also push them to seven. Or maybe even the Raptors. Would, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that, that's one thing I just had to throw in there, just mention. Um, that, that's one thing that uh, he did. That's, that's an excellent point. But I, that's that's actually an excellent point. Budenholzer is a little bit like um, Jurgen Klopp, uh, Dortmund days Jurgen Klopp. Sorry, like are you the, speaking a different language he's, now? He's referencing no, the club no, manager and football. the football club, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so the team, ex- excellent team, excellent play style, fantastic for a short period of time. But when shit really hits the fan, he will only play the same way, even if. The um, even if the opposition has adapted and has figured out how to counter a style of play, he is still going to dogmatically pursue the same style of play. That that's that's probably true, honestly. But see, the thing is, are the Bucks now dominant enough that they don't need to change? I don't know. And the that thing is, is the and also I sort of I sort of forgot to factor in the fact of they were essentially facing an historically great defensive team in the last year's Raptors. But again, they were also a very good defensive team themselves. But historically, that Raptors team was was legitimately amazing. Uh, that's one thing I forget to mention. Now there's no more Kawhi. There's there's no more Kawhi for them to face in in the in the playoffs. And I think now because it opens up quite a lot for them. Um, I, I think now there's really no team that. That can really match up Look to, yeah, to, to, to them. And to me, another factor of that is that the Lakers are in a more difficult, con- like clearly a more difficult conference and only two more losses than the Bucks. 
essentially the, the the competition that the Lakers have had to face the entire season is much higher. I feel like, I feel like, you know, constantly saying that, you know, who has the best record in the NBA at the end of the day, isn't really fair given that, you know, the Lakers are still facing, you know, the, the Clippers every day, the, the Nuggets, even Utah is like better than a lot of the other East, uh, Eastern conference playoff teams. The Rockets are still <laughs> somehow the sixth seed after the thunder, and like that's a team that the Lakers again have to face regularly. Um, I feel like you know the, the argument that's saying, oh, just because the Bucks have a better record. I mean, even head to head, they're they're one and one, aren't they? Brad, are you saying this like the the Bucks didn't absolutely clap the Lakers? And the then what happened to the, the second did. time? Yeah, absolutely. what happened the second okay, time? Okay, no, Bill? no, okay, they they that, okay, yeah, the Bucks lose by ten. All right, the 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 Bucks also absolutely clapped the Clippers as well. The Bucks have also beaten the Raptors twice, man. That, yeah, you're saying there's three teams in the in the Eastern Conference that are relevant. Okay, there's at least six teams in the in the Western Conference right, that so the Lakers have had to play the entire season. How many winning games against. did Paul George play when the Bucks play the Clippers? <laughs> it, it, what about the first, bro? They absolutely stomped them. They were up by like forty five points the first time. But was Paul George playing? They were up by thirty against the Lakers. Bro, you, you Paul George's garbage. Bro, they'd be up by sixty if Paul George played. Come on, that, that's my point. Was Paul George playing? Yeah, I ge- I, ge- oh, I genuinely can't remember. I think he was actually, bro. I think he was. Prad, Prad, I think that you're you're thinking too much into this um head to head record. Like this Bucks is historically like one of the best defensive teams ever, and like the the record just comes along with that. Like, to, to I me, mean, like, yeah, there, there's not so, a big So are the 2016 Golden State Warriors. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> there's not a big difference between, I'm not saying that the, the fucking, what are they called? That the Bucks are far better than the Lakers. I'm not, I, I've just said to you that the Bucks won't beat the Clippers in, in a series. I'm just saying that like, just because they're 53 and 12 and the Lakers are, are you know, 49 and 14, the, the Bucks are still the best team in the NBA and, and all the advanced stats and all the stats still support that. It doesn't matter who they're versing. All right, so I'll just say this. When the Bucks played the Clippers, they won by five when the Clippers didn't have Kawhi. When the Clippers had both Kawhi and, unfortunately for them, Paul George, they won by 28. Exactly. They clapped him, bro. Clapped him. Yeah, but Paul George is playing. Yeah, true. Paul, Paul George is a, a very... um obscure player. Um, okay, there's, there's one the, other um, discussion topic per se that I did want to bring up, and this one was uh, very specifically requested, especially because of the teams that we re- reviewed today. Um, we looked at two teams that have you know fantastic futures going ahead. Um, how do you how do you see the uh, the Bucks future for the next I don't know five ten years or so? Well, I said before the the cast that we're actually talking about probably the three. Most, like prosperous teams going forward, um, in the I I I don't don't know who I could pick. I'd probably yeah. See, I don't even know now that I'm on the spot. I I don't know who I could pick because I think all three have a an incredibly good um number one option. Oh no, I'm not I'm not asking I'm not asking to stack them up. I'm just saying like no, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just thinking about it. Like I don't know because because as I said that like obviously Giannis's um deals up. I uh, can sign the Supermax. Um, and I think Middleton and Giannis are a pretty good pairing. Um, and I think that the the accommodate... The, the, those two guys aren't really that hard to accommodate because um, obviously those two alone offer you, like, so much. Um, you need to build a bench. Vincenzo will still mm. be on... 
Yeah, do, do, well, they, they've got a pretty good bench. That I think the the thing is, like any championship team going forward, it's it's having the right pieces. It's having your Sean Livingston and Andre Iguodala's going forward. Um, and I think that yeah, I think having Giannis and Chris, it's it's pretty easy to know what they need to build around those guys. Um, I think obviously they'll they'll keep um, some of the. I mean, there's not too many really young guys, but I think there's a couple of accommodating pieces that they'll want to keep um, for the next few years, obviously, while they're in a championship window. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd like their chances for the next few, uh, as you said, f- five years at least. I think that'll be the end of Giannis and Middleton deals, assuming Giannis re-signs and doesn't get traded to Golden State for Andrew Wiggins and a <laughs> 14th round pick as Oops. the... As much as the San Francisco... Why do we trade for him when we can just sign him? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I think think they're in a pretty good spot. I don't... Like, Chris and any team with a a good um, one-two is is really... It's hard for them to be a bad team. Like, I think going forward, there's there's probably... That comes to my mind, there's maybe 10 teams that have a really good pairing. And the Bucks are one of them, so I think they're in a a really good spot for the next five years at least. Ten years is a bit too far to look forward on. I don't yeah, know if Chris Middleton is already in his be late Middleton 20s already. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's fairly old. Look, uh, is it yeah. is the contract worth? Was legitimately, they, they're going to sign Giannis to the Supermax. They've already paid um, Middleton his his max as well for 5 4 Um Giannis will be, what, 420? Sorry, sorry, 20, 240? <laughs> and then that's gonna yeah, it's gonna yeah, it's gonna like it's gonna add yeah, up to four twenty. It'll be lots. Essentially, they're gonna be playing four twenty million to <laughs> to those two yeah. guys. Is, is it is it enough? Is it genuinely enough for them uh, for the next five years? Is, is Middleton really the guy that should be earning one eighty? Um, and will he will he will he live I up think, to the, will he live up to it? I think he's pretty. Actually, yeah. Well, I, I think he, so far he's proved. I actually think the Bucks have. Out, I actually obviously. think the Bucks have peaked personally. I think. This roster is about that's, as good as it's going to I'm be thinking, yeah. for maybe the next two years because they have to pay Giannis. Two forty. They're already paying yep. Chris. One eighty. Eric Bledsoe's thirty. He's on sixty-eight mil. Uh, I think he's coming. Is he coming off the books? Uh, no, he he signed that extension last year. Uh, right. he, he signed the extension for four four one uh, sixty-eight. Uh, yeah, Bled. I I think that they should end up trading him because I think I genuinely think Divin Chenzo. Yeah, <laughs> who, who's who's what, their point after that? <laughs> yeah, but Dante, you need a point guard. Chenzo, give me Dante. Bro, Dante bro. can't handle Dante's the ball. Dante's a two guard, bro. I try, I trust him to get buckets. Dante's yeah. a Dante's a swing bro, man. He's not a Dante, he's not a point guard, bro. Bro, Dante could be he can be first. Yeah, he could be anything. <laughs> No, no, what's his name? Because no, when contract. you look at it, Eric yeah, good Bledsoe. contract. No, no, genuinely a good yeah, contract. No, it, like, I, I think it's a very cost-effective contract. Four for sixty-eight for Bledsoe. I, 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 because keep in mind, yeah, this that, guy was a All NBA defender just this the past year. Like, if you're, no, 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 I, I agree, hundred percent. I'm, I'm with you. But then you've got Bledsoe on fifteen. You've got, I think, Brook Lopez is on about twelve. And then, how much cap space do you have to build a bench? But that's what I mean. Like, do they need to? That they're already showing that they're a you know a, a title contender with what they have, and and most of these guys are are locked up for at least another couple of years. I think most of them are up. Yeah, but then twenty Wesley Matthews is twenty three. Wesley Matthews is thirty three. George Hill's thirty three. Marvin Williams thirty three. Yeah, but this is what I'm Ken saying. twenty seven. These are the guys on your roster Paul where it's, it's like Golden State, where you've just got to get the accommodating pieces to 
to filter in. And and I mean, there's it's very, they're on there's the, a lot of options. In it's the, very hard on to the build. Books. It's very hard to build. They're not on the books for after this season. Pretty, they're, they're all gone after like after this season. Yeah, and then then gone. who are you going to sign in their place? From the, the starters, because the depth. That's what the I'm depth saying. Of the it's like any championship team. That they they pick up players. People want to go yeah, but, to teams that are. Yeah, healthy. but the other championship teams, one weren't based in Milwaukee. Two, their best player wasn't Giannis. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, if Cleveland can get people to sign, I think I think the Bucks will be able to get. Yeah, but the Cavs had LeBron not, James. It's not Sam Fran, bro, but they'll they'll get a couple. No, like I, I think I, I think I would, the I think the Bucks are going to be probably one of the best teams in the NBA for maybe the next two years, and then yeah, I think that that's probably going to be it. Hopefully, they don't win a championship for my sake as a Celtics fan, but I think it is it is a realistic it is a realistic possibility. Um, the Pelicans. If they keep everyone together, I think they're one of those. I think they're a shout for a top four seed in the West within the next five years. I think they could definitely make some noise. And ooh, the Mavericks. That's a tough one because they're going to have to keep Luca and KP. But if the, even if they do pay Luca and KP, they're going to have to build around them, which is going to be, well, tough because. You need to get thirteen players that fit around these true, guys. Yeah, Kristaps, uh, uh, I'm sure he signed extension before he signed with this Mavericks, so he's technically on a yeah, five-year already. Yes, yeah, he did, and it's kicked in this year. So, yes, yeah, yeah. So the the yeah, would be paying Luca within the next couple of years then. Yeah, and he's not up for a super. He'd be up for a max, right? Not a super max because you need to play a certain number. Wait, would he be up for a super max if he makes all NBA this year? No, you have to make um, two in three years. Is it two all NBA teams? Oh, okay. Yeah, in three years. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's why Clay was. Um, that's why Clay was pissed because he he missed that. Um, last last. No, he made he made set. it last. Uh, la- no, he made it last season. It was the season before that he got stupidly excluded. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Either. Yeah. Yeah. There was there was one of them, and they're all defensive one as well. Um, I think that was last year. I, I can't remember. Clay always gets snubbed either way. Yeah, very, very hey. uh hey, Clay's got a yacht. Clay's got a yacht and the man. We know what he does in his off seasons. I think he's fine. Man, that was a that was a great discussion on the box. That was all time, honestly. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> um Tom, I will have to get you yeah, back Tomo. to discuss um the future of the Washington <laughs> state of uh, John. Well, I, I think the thing is, like, um, when the players that? that I actually follow, and my the point guy that I like to follow is on this Atlanta team. His name's Trey Young. Now he 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 he's the guy. Oh. He, he's the guy that you should get me to talk about this this John Wall stuff. Like this this John Wall Washington. No no no. Let, let's 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 to, let's toss it to the side. Yeah. It is now solely about the Hawks. Yeah. I, I have to stand behind okay. this because I have legitimately stood behind this guy, Trey Young, <laughs> from the very beginning when this guy was shooting sub 30% from three. It has to be them now. No, this, this is true. Facts, this bro, is true. Facts. Tom's facts, a day man. one. That's Tom's facts. a day one Trey Young fan. I like How it. are you guys like feeling? It. Do you reckon we can continue for weekly malnourishment? Or I reckon it's, oh. it's already been one hour, one hour and 40 minutes no, for this episode. We have to get through it though, don't we? No, Praddy, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, we can we can quickly bang all right. it. Just, okay. Be a good all right, then yeah, uh, we'll quickly give uh, grades for the Milwaukee Bucks and then we'll just jump on. Um, hey. I'm going to give them a... 
you know, for, for what they've accomplished this season, I'm giving them an A+. Like, they came in, they accomplished every one of their goals. The the, the rest of the season doesn't really matter into how their season so far has been. So, A+. Yes, agreed. Um, I'm going to give them a B for um, back-to-back MVPs for you. Nice. I like that. I like that. Tom, come on. Hit us, bro. Giving the Bucks an F, man. Oh! I'm giving them an F for, um, yeah, the free throw form of Giannis and Tetsukumpo, fam. I'm going to keep it a bug with you guys. Um, It was excruciating to see this man shoot 50% from the stripe last year in that series. And that form is one of the most derelict, one of the most abhorrent forms I saw in that series. I I, I was, it was painting. It was genuinely painful. And look, look, look. I, I just looked again. This team should genuinely deserve at least an A. I, I think actually, no, do they deserve an A? I actually have to think about this because they're essentially meeting the expectations. Is it? Yeah. If they're meeting, then they should get the A, right? So that's how you guys have done it. If they meet the expectations, basically, yeah, they get the A. Okay. Yep. I mean, given they had the highest expectations, then yeah, they, they've, they've, yeah, they've met, met them. them. So no, they, they get, no, no, genuinely they get the, they, they get the A, but I, I just don't want to see another series where this man, Giannis is, is shooting 50% from the stripe, man. I, I can't take it, bro. I can't take it, oh, man. Yeah, Tom, Tom, I told you, bro, how much better is he when he, when he doesn't do that fucking 10 second deep breath, Bullshit, routines are everything. R- r- routines are everything oh, yeah. with these free throws, man. It, it genuinely is. It's 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 crazy to think, yeah. but they they're everything. No, dead set. It's it's all in the head. Yeah, no. Nah. I'm telling you, like you 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 actually know because you you actually watch these boys play. You you see when when he just gets the ball off the ref and shoots uh, it, bro. He, he goes, you know, he goes like the that seventy percent. But then when he goes, nah, I've got to got a deep yeah, breath and, 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 and you know, think bullshit. about the. <laughs> shit in, in Mykonos and stuff. Here. Um, yeah, no, no, it's an A, it's an A. It's right. an A. Karan, no one wants to think about the state of the Greek economy right now, bro. Um, <laughs> uh, probably realistically an A, but B for back-to-back um, playoff losses for Giannis. Okay, okay, okay. Bro, you're, you're saying that like a first back-to-back. Back-to-back. Guys, we'll just jump straight into weekly malnourishment at this point. And it's uh, based on the last dance reports that have come out this uh, this week. Man, not shaking hands and keeping a grudge for 25 years, that seems hella petty to me. Like, are you are you serious? Yes. Just shaking hands. Like, you yeah, can just say, hey, man, I was feeling emotional. I didn't want to shake hands at that point. It's been rough. So, no, I didn't shake hands. And, you t- and it should be done. So when have you seen someone be super petty? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, super I'll kick petty. Off. I mean, if we're relating to the basketball sense, I, I immediately thought of this one. Um, I, I, I won't go like a personal or personable, um, uh, I guess, story or anecdote. But I, I know off the top of my head when it comes when it comes to the NBA, one of the funniest stories that I read was uh, this fellow by the name of uh, Matt Barnes. Um, drove 95 miles to beat the living shit of Derek Fisher for cheating, for essentially, for, for essentially, of course, chatting up his wife. I, I, without a doubt, read that that headline back then, and I absolutely lost it. And today, I, I'm still losing it, man. I, that was one of the best stories I, I had read. This man, no, no. So to put it in perspective, right, 95 miles is, is three hours. That's legit. No, no. No, no, hold on, hold on. It is legitimately three hours of driving. Bruh. That, that, like, that's about 150Ks. It's about 150Ks, Bruh. right? How do you hold that hatred Bruh. for that long? It is three hours. This guy is driving Bruh. to LA to beat up. Like, I cannot, man. I, again, I understand. Look, he may have, it, it was his wife. So, I, of course, I do understand why he was, rightfully, he was very pissed off at Derek. I, I get it. But I, I couldn't imagine driving for three hours 
<laughs> just to beat the living shit out of all right. dude that essentially chatted up or sussed by like oh man hey was matt barnes still in the no, league no, no, matt, matt's retired, no, retired. he's retired he's retired 100 percent. no no was was he in the league no, it was, oh yeah 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 2015 dude it was with the clippers at that time wasn't it ago, yeah oh yeah that's right yeah, yeah so couldn't he have just waited till Derek fisher showed up on the sidelines <laughs> 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 do it on national tv yeah that sounds fantastic yeah, exactly um yeah, uh, so, no, I've got another one as well. So that that look that for me in terms of um, <laughs> in terms of NBA pediatrics, that, that was legitimately very funny to me. But number two is um, this actually came out quite recently. I, I'm not too sure if you guys heard, but, um, but yeah, this man Larry Bird uh, dropped a 47 point triple double against the Blazers using his left hand, solely his left hand for his oh, buckets. Yes. For his yeah, buckets. I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah, ten, 10 out of 21 of his sure shots yeah, this, were done with his left that. hand. He was he said that he was saving his right for the Lakers. Bro. And then he clapped them, bro. He absolutely clapped <laughs> yeah. them. Larry Bird. That, that, that's Larry, that's probably like, my favorite story. Oh, man. My favorite Larry Bird story. I love Larry, man. All right. Have you, guys got, talker have, you guys, uh, history. have you guys got any petty stories or shall I uh, quickly whip mine out? Um, yeah, you go. No, All right. Go, go, um, th- th- this happened. Uh, th- it starts when I was back in Japan. Um, you know, I, I you guys knew that, know that I uh, broke my hand and was recovering. Um, so I was playing basketball like casually, trying to just like slowly ease back into it. And uh, you know, met this guy named Shota, fantastic at basketball. Um, he he basically had was at the court every day. Fantastic handles, great jump shot. Yeah, great guy. But the first time I met him, he was trying to start a fight. Um, not with me, but, uh, yeah, that, this is the kind of guy you're meeting. And so he, while I, after I got back, we, we were still chatting. He started a uh, basketball Instagram and, uh, me being the joker, I was, I, I sent a message and I, I like, you know, in on Reddit where they say slash S just to clearly make sure that, you know, it, it was it, a sarcastic joke. Um, I sent him a message. Yes. Basically, he put up a video of himself like hitting every single three. And I was like, man, if you were so good back then, how come you're so shit now? And I said right under that. <laughs> hold on. I said right under that. But it's a jerk. It's a jerk, though. Bruh. Like, all right. Um, he takes it super seriously. He's like, bro, are you trying to start a fight with me? Like, you <laughs> yeah. um, What was the outcome, Pratt? Did you actually like square up with him or what'd you do? To throw down? Uh, no. So this was after he got after I got back to Australia. I was just like my, making a joke. But anyway, so now this man he starts a new Instagram, um, and he says only people who want to who like like what I do follow me, um, and he per- <laughs> announces this with a video of himself the one time he managed to score on me. <laughs> Making a threat. Um, oh, like, bro, and hold on. Let, let, let me clarify the situation again. This was my first time playing basketball in three months. I've I was still recovering from a broken hand, and I was wearing <laughs> I was wearing worn out runners. Man, this man was wearing full basketball gear. So I just wanted to say one thing uh, very clearly. He's. I just told him to grow the fuck up. Well, I was gonna say, Pratty, is um you you making your excuses there just just gives me uh, the flashbacks of a certain lemon in uh, June two thousand eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Cat would get it straight away. <laughs> Mate, I broke my hand. I don't know what more you want from me. Oh, bro, that's exactly right, bro. Oh shit! All right, that's it. I'm happy right. to call it here, boys. This All right, that sounds fine, guys. I yeah. Yeah, it's been a f- yeah. one hour and 46 minute effort, so it's solid, solid, solid effort from all around. Marathon Beancast, Toma, you're a fantastic guest. Please come on again. Toma, get out. 
anything else that you want. Plug, 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 plug. No, I mean, all right, hold on. So, of course, yeah, you can. Well, all right, for all, all listeners, please. Uh, you can hit on my Instagram <laughs> at uh, Young Tomo if you want. Uh, also, you can also follow me on Twitter. Um, at Young Tomo as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I yeah. mean, for, follow this me for Twitter funny content. Um, that's probably about it. I, I, I try to minimize, I guess, how, how, how much sports related content I have on those on those social medias because, of course, I prioritize just making it funny. But now, nah, if you're in for a laugh, follow me. I, I, I probably will follow you back. Maybe, maybe, I think. Dep- depends, <laughs> depends on how you look. Depends on how. <laughs> you won't, All right. You won't. Probably. All right. Probably won't. But that's it's funny as. All right. Take care, everyone. Stay safe. Bye bye.